Welcome on in everyone to another episode of Side of the Storm. My name is Evan Wessling, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Brandon Ness, as we are here to preview, um, or first off, recap Iowa State's uh, previous week against Kansas State and Missouri, and then we will also preview the current and upcoming week against Texas Tech and Kansas. So first off, before anything, uh, how are you doing tonight, Brandon? Uh, doing pretty well. I mean, basketball season's pretty much in full swing now. Football's wrapping up, so it's getting to be that time of the year when you're really starting to look towards the tournament. Yeah, definitely. And I guess, unfortunately, uh, we can talk about Brock Purdy's um, run, unforgettable run, uh, coming to an end. Uh, unfortunately, he, uh, for the I'm sure probably all of you know, but suffering that elbow injury, in the game versus the Eagles first drive just really sucks that he didn't even get a chance you know to really even compete in that game uh, I feel like every anyone watching the game kind of knew the second he went down uh, Niners didn't have a shot yeah for sure I, once he went down and I didn't catch the first half of the game or so but I mean you look at that injury and then whatever the guy's name is Josh Johnson or something like that and, I mean, he's been on 17 different teams at this point and hasn't really stuck, so that's going to tell you about all you need to know. So I think at that point when you went down, you're already down on the scoreboard and then you'd lose that piece and it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Um, but uh, as Brandon noted, uh, we'll be moving on to basketball here, obviously. And I guess certainly with Brock um, finally being done, that kind of I think some me and Brandon will talk about, but potentially just a wrap-up football episode or maybe it's the start of uh 2023 year however you want to look at it but obviously Iowa State staff changes um pretty much finalized for football at this point one would expect um feel like transfer portal news is pretty much set in stone obviously Iowa State had kind of a splurge where a lot of people left in like March or April last year um but that that'd be something we talk about later if people would to leave but I think probably Going over the new staff members, um, people who have left, people who stayed, certainly a possibility. But let's go ahead, go ahead and get on to basketball. Um, we always open it up with the rankings and the standings. Uh, we do have to record this on Sunday night because obviously Iowa State plays tomorrow, um, Monday night against Texas Tech. So we won't have the rankings for you. Obviously, I'm sure you guys will already know those. But So we're just going to go ahead and do the standings right now. Um, after Iowa State's win over Kansas State, they have a three-way tie um, at first at the top, first place, um, that being with Kansas State and Texas. Um, behind um, that three-way tie is TCU at five and three, and Baylor and Kansas at five and three, all in a uh, three-way tie for fourth place, technically. Um, behind them, Oklahoma State is three and five at seventh, Oklahoma two and six um, in eighth, West Virginia two and six. I guess Oklahoma and West Virginia tied for eighth at two and six and Texas Tech still own eight or winless I should say um, and at the bottom but certainly uh, one thing to bring up is Big 12 overall in the Big 12 SEC challenge um, you know the eighth place team beat the number two team in the country by 20 plus the ninth place team ninth place team beat a top 15 team um, Texas Tech winless won um, I think Oklahoma State won by a large number against Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. So I think that just, again, speaks levels um, to this conference. Um, you know, I think TCU probably wins had Mike Miles been okay and do doesn't get hurt. So, um, unfortunately, uh, Iowa State and uh, Texas 
kind of, in my eyes, taking out TCU of the equation because you lose a guy like Mike Miles, but only two teams really losing. Um, obviously, Texas is a little more understandable. Yeah. Us, we'll kind of get into ours later. but And all three on the road. Yeah, so it's true. just, it, it is kind of what it is at this point. And I, obviously, Iowa State's played six of their eight games in this challenge on the road for some reason. They refused to play these games at Hilton, but... It and is one of them is. we got stopped by Tennessee when we were trash, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough game. <laughs> I think that was the debut of the gray jer- jerseys, too. Lovely. Should have known at that Downhill point. From Downhill from day one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, nice to see Big 12 winning that challenge. Not that it really matters, but cool, I guess. Uh, solidifies, I guess, our spot at the top. Not, not really, but uh, yeah, we'll move on. To starting off with Kansas State, um, obviously Iowa State welcomed the top five Kansas State Wildcats into Hilton Coliseum last Tuesday, and they went ahead and took them down 80-76. to 76. Uh, Big storyline going into that, and ended up being a big storyline going into the game on Saturday, um, was the health of Caleb Grill. Uh, Grill did indeed play um, that game, obviously, against Kansas State. Um, only 25 minutes. Uh, he did end up... Um, going out near the end uh, and having that back brace, um, but finding his way back in, fighting through it. Um, so I guess we'll start it off first with Caleb Grill, a uh, complete warrior. I think we'll definitely get more into him in the Missouri game, um, but really speaks on uh, his, his his toughness and really uh, his value that he brings to the team. Yeah, I mean, 25 minutes in the Kansas State game, so tried as hard as he could yeah. and I think the second half really limited him he checked in and out a lot there was a couple times I did not think he was going to be able to make it through the game and he continued to walk out there made a huge three and a couple of free throws down the stretch that ultimately put it out of reach for Kansas State but I mean you look at the stat line it's not very impressive but I think his defensive performance was really the biggest thing to take away yeah, and certainly that will be a huge talking point when we get to that Missouri game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off here with the scoring for Kansas State. Uh, Marquise Noel led the way for them with 23. Uh, two players tied at 15, one of them being Keontae Johnson, the other being Cam Carter. And then they also had a nice 13 points added um, way of Ishmael Massoud. Four of five from three-point range. Just every freaking time he touched the ball, it was like, oh, man, he's just going to kill us. So... Um, yeah, I mean, him and Noel, was, anytime they put up a three, it was over. I mean, those two both shooting four or five from deep. And as a team, K-State shot nine of 16. So um, six other players shot a three outside of those two and going one of six. So at that point, it was really just nothing they could really do about it. And some of them were deep, deep threes. I mean, um, I think the big thing to credit and you know, going up against these teams – you know, as long as like multiple players don't have those big games, um, K State got really balanced scoring in terms of kind of got they got really four guys that helped, uh, but certainly it was still a good, good point night for Keontae Johnson. But uh, going six of twelve from the floor for him and fifteen, I would say, and three of those being from the free throw line, I would say that was definitely a win and credit to Gabe Kalshert once again. Yeah, and you look at the turnover line, and you had five. Yeah. So I think that really just speaks volumes to Noel having four as well, and he's one who has, I, th- I think he's relatively lower. Yeah, and I think they had Taman on in most of the game. Yeah. So that's a really good performance out of Taman for a freshman on a fifth-year senior there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, going to Iowa State scoring, 
Uh, they were led by Jaron Holmes with 23, and I, I swear every time he just gets a 20-point game or just high double digits, it always seems to be a quiet. That's just who he is. He's not flashy, but he gets the job done. Um, he was 8 of 11 from the floor, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 2 of 3 from the three-point range, 7 assists, um, only one turnover, an incredible night from Jaron. Um, behind him, Gabe Kalsher with 19. Uh, Shun had 16. Uh, Taman going in double digit, du- having double digits with 10. Uh, Grill obviously having five, um, only putting up four shots. Um, and then Burt had three, and Hassan Ward and Trey King had two. So that was Iowa State scoring. Um, yeah, it, it was a really good night from the starting five, in all honesty. I mean, Grill may not have the points that you wanted. Um, so I think just like the injury kind of crosses him off in a sense, and it's, you know, those four guys. Um, Taman picked a really good night to step up for sure. Yeah, and when he's driving to the hoop and looking up but also looking to score, that's a really hard action to guard with that high pick and roll or even if you do a little bit of floppy action off the baseline with him, not at the point. Mm. So I think that was really good to see in that game and then shooting with a bunch of really big tip-ins and really attacking the offensive glass. Yeah, Um, but I mean overall, uh, another really good night for Iowa State. Um, I mean... This is now the third top ten win of the season. Um, the North Carolina one won't look as good by the end of the year, yeah. probably. But um, certainly your two against Kansas State and Texas are going to hold. Um, so this team continues to prove they are really, really good. Um, but, yeah, any final thoughts you got for the Kansas State game? It was a, it was a really good atmosphere. But yeah, it was also yeah. kind of strange. It was a top five win. And it, it's back to the place where when you're in Hilton, you expect to win. Yeah. It wasn't like this massive upset that you could be a top five team or anything. It's just you came in and you were the better team that night. Yeah, no doubt. And you put up 49 points in the second half. Yeah. it's a lot of points for this team. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Uh, moving on to the not-so-good part of the week, um, Iowa State dropped their game in the SEC Big 12 Challenge to Missouri on the road 78-61. Uh, certainly a game that's not going to look great down the stretch. Um, but it is what it is. Um, looking at Iowa State scoring, Jaron Holmes with 19, Gabe Kalsha with 14. Uh, outside of that, it was pretty minimal. Trey having nine, getting the start over Caleb Grill. Certainly something we'll talk about here shortly. Uh, Shun with eight, Taman only having two. Uh, six from Burt, one from Holly. That was the only W of the day. Mm-hmm. And Damarian Watson with two. Um, I guess I'll kind of go quickly into Missouri. Um you know, getting 2017, 12, 10, um, a double-double from Kobe Brown. He was the one who led the way with 20. Um, and then behind him, 17 from Demoy Hodge. Uh, and as the as the team, and this was this was a storyline for sure, going 14 of 30 from three, 12 of 14 from the line. Um, tip your hat to Missouri. They couldn't have shot any better, uh, but certainly it's not just a complete – I mean, what it's not. It wasn't just a completely. You go back and they're like, "Well, what were we supposed to do? We played good defense. They just knocked down shots." It, that's not the whole story, and we'll certainly get into that. Um, but yeah, I guess your first takeaways from this game before we maybe dive deep into Caleb, unless that's where you want to start. Yeah, I, I think that's a good first place to start. But I mean, overall, like you said, they hit fourteen threes. Um, this is really just the third game of the year that. Iowa State didn't come ready to play in a sense. I mean, yeah. Oklahoma State, they hit their season high in threes. Missouri did as well. 
and then Iowa and Yukon, it's kind of the same story. You just weren't really ready to go that night. When you have a team like Iowa State that's filled with mid-major guys, this is going to happen from time to time. And mentality-wise, when you're down two starters, three depending on how you look at it, it's going to be hard to get ready for a game that's in the non-con in the middle of January. Yeah, I think, so a storyline that I saw a few times, or just like something that was talked about on Twitter, obviously, um, some people were just kind of going, oh, this is a meaningless game, which I, I'm kind of on that page. Um, and some people were like, well, you told TJ that, you told the players that. And then, like, I get that point, but it's almost in a sense of, you know, Caleb was probably in a... I wouldn't say I would say like probably the state he went into the K-State game was probably the same level he went into the Missouri game and so I think that tells you when TJ plays him for one and doesn't for the other and not to say it was meaningless but certainly um, you know especially on a short week or you know in terms of you know going straight from Missouri to Texas Tech I just I think you know not playing him was a sign of you know, obviously, this team would still be capable of winning without Caleb. It's just kind of a sign to say, you know, there's plenty of other games that mean a lot more than this, and certainly the one on Monday does still mean miles more than this one. Yeah, it's it's just a weird game when you have these challenges in the middle of the year. It, it, it's a good point to bring up that it would be a lot better just have this Saturday off. And have yeah, no, I, I agree, yeah. And I don't know, and... All the players, of course, in their press conferences are saying, oh, it's it's just another game, just like all the Big 12 won't. That's not the actual mentality. No. That's how they're prepped. Um, but, I mean, the really bad thing to take away from this game, Holly broke the streak of whenever he plays. We usually win, not the case. <laughs> it was good to see him out there, though, with Eli King. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the, I guess, so I think that's obviously the first focal point is just the debate of, I guess, meaningless, not meaningless, I would certainly say the indications of not playing Caleb um, probably it's kind right of signal call. that. It's, it's the right call, and I wouldn't say it's, again, meaningless might not be the right word, but I think it certainly signals something to you um, from the coaching staff, right? Uh, but my second point that is obviously Caleb Grill related is, again, his value is it's – like I don't, it's hard to speak how much he means to this team, and I would, I think, some will bring up, oh, you know, he's he's a, he's a three point guy, you know, you just miss his offense in this kind of game. No, I think what his value is is his defensive presence. He's a really good scorer, right? But something that is just not talked about enough is his defensive performances. Look at the two games where he didn't play, right? The second half of that Oklahoma State game and Missouri game. Those teams setting, um, having you know, season high nights in terms of three point performances. Why? Because Caleb Grill wasn't out there defending those guards at the three point line. If he's out there, they're not hitting as many threes as they did. So that's one thing I want to talk about as, you know, that's that's my main takeaway from not having Grill is he's is his defensive effort and more importantly, his work on the three point line. And this isn't taking anything away from Jaron. He's just not as good defending the three point line. He's more at uh, defending baseline stuff and people going to the hoop. I think Grill would. I think he would have struggled offensively. Quite honestly, the pressure they were putting on us 
I mean, they pressed us the entire game. Yeah. And that was really bothering our guards because we only have one point guard. Mm-hmm. Kalisher had a horrible night. He couldn't dribble off of the ground at all. It was just all off his foot. Same with Burt. Same That's another Holmes. thing we'll have to talk about again. I mean, Kalisher had six turnovers. That's really, really bad. So there's that. I don't know. It was just a sluggish game. I don't want to take a ton out of this because at the end of the day, you're still in first place in the Big 12. It doesn't. Like, I mean... It, having a 17-point loss Missouri doesn't look great, but at the end of the day... I mean, day, they're 16-5. and five. It's not like it's a bad team. No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying in terms of maybe this is something like a selection committee looks at and you see a 17-point loss Missouri, an 18-point loss Mizzou, with, what was it, 20 to Iowa or whatever it was. It's, yeah. it's just like the little things that a committee would potentially favor a team to give them a seed over. That That's all I'm saying. Not that it really bothers me if Iowa State goes and wins a Big 12 title, right? I mean... They're going to get the respect they deserve for winning the title of this conference, yeah. or if they're like one game back, you know, that that that's the stuff they're taking out. They're they're probably going to look more in hand of, I mean, considering how good this conference is, is how did you do in the Big Twelve? And well, as Brandon noted, Iowa State is tied for first in six and two. So if it ended today, we'd be in sole possession of first because we have the tiebreaker over Texas and Kansas State. Yeah, and look at your two losses. They're two point road losses. Yep. So I mean, one at the fog. Yeah, not one in that anytime. No, so I. It's just Brandon's right. We're probably talking a little bit too much about this game. Not really the game in general. I think we're more just kind of focused. I think in my eyes and probably your eyes eyes too is we're mainly using this game as a focal point to speak on what Caleb Grill means to this football or God this basketball team. He would be a really bad football player. <laughs> but hey, don't disrespect him. He was a quarterback for his high school. I get. I suppose. Yeah, he was a good athlete in high school. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, oh, this game. I think there's a lot to learn from it, and this yeah, is the certainly. kind of game you want yeah, yeah, to yeah. happen because we couldn't do anything in the press wise. When so t- when the team's pressuring you. You got to go and fast break a little bit. You can't just wait because at that point you're starting your offense at 15 seconds, and our offense is not good enough to start at 15 seconds, and you end up throwing it into Burt or Shun, dribble it off your foot, turnover. I mean, it's just it's just not going to work. And the reason I bring up having possibly three starters out is because one of them is a point guard, and that's what was really missing in this game was a sure, calming yeah. sense. Okay. Grill and. Um, Jazz also bring that calming sense as guys that have been through it who are seniors who have been at Iowa State for a number of years, unlike a guy like Holmes, who's yeah. um, main ball handler for a lot of the game. and I, It was a rough game. I don't think anybody really played remarkably well outside of maybe Watson, I guess, and King had a solid game. It's just a lot of turnovers, really sloppy. Couldn't really make a shot either. Just a really tough game. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to. I don't think we're going to spend too much on this, but I'm certainly going to st- start sounding like a broken record. And even the reactions at games on Twitter. I, at this point, I don't really. I don't know to expect a change, but I think at least me personally, uh, maybe Brandon. I'll let him obviously give his thoughts on this. I just. I think we got to continue harping on the fact that Ward deserves more of burst minutes at this point. It's just really, really frustrating to watch. I think the one thing that's become more annoying to me is I feel that he, Bob, Rob, Bert, Robert, Big Rob Energy, whoever you want to refer to him as, he tries, he thinks he's a better offensive player than he is and calling for it in the post and like anytime he gets it in the post, I just kind of, 
you know sit back happen. and I'm like, okay, what what crazy like what how are you gonna make this more stupid than the last one? Uh, I mean, they like they throw it down low and he dribbles one time for no reason and it goes off his foot out of bounds and turnover. It's it's that kind of stuff. And it doesn't – I mean, he tries on defense, but it doesn't really feel like there's a defensive presence. I think we have reached a spot where I'm sitting here. What minutes does he bring at this point? I think having that five rotation is good, sure, and especially um, foul trouble-wise, obviously, and giving guys rest, specifically Shun. But I've kind of reached a point, and I think Iowa State fans in general have reached a point uh, just – what do you do with him? What do you do with Ward? It's a, it's a weird scenario because it's not that Ward's a huge, like, yes, that's your answer. But it certainly feels that he's, he deserves, he deserves a shot at more minutes. It's not, it shouldn't, it it almost feels that putting him in at the five minute mark at the first half is not what, is not where we're at anymore. I don't quite understand why he got buried on the depth chart so early in the year. Because he seems like a guy that's just been super raw all year, and that experience would really help get him in game shape, get him to be more of a factor, have that lob game that you don't have with Rob. Honestly, the offensive performances have been pretty much identical. I mean, one thing that I keep seeing on social media, which isn't a true representation of the fan base, I get that, but people saying that he's a better rebounder you look at the stats, sure, he has eight rebounds. Well, five of them are offensive, and that's because he's chucking it at the rim from two feet, and he's the only one there because he can't make a shot. Yeah. So it's not really like he's a good defensive rebounder actually helping the team. He's just getting his own rebound and then chucking it off his foot. <laughs> yeah. So, I, look, I sat on the first basketball podcast of the year. He was my favorite player. I stand by that because he <laughs> works really hard, but it's hard to keep him in the lineup right now, and I think that will change once Jazz gets back. Yeah. I think he's going to take them, and it's not Ward. Yeah. Um, but, and hopefully that Jazz appearance is sooner rather than later, um, certainly a little bit longer than what the initial diagnosis is. But, um, you know, having him in that late stretch for March is way more important, even though I'd love to have him right now. You don't want to rush anybody back from injury in January. No. I mean, you look at a game like Texas Tech, and it's your one-point favorite. Will it be a bad loss if you do lose down there? Yeah. Mm. But at the end of the day, would you rather have him now or in Kansas City and possibly Des Moines for the tournament? Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, is what I'll point out is, you know, let's say Iowa State goes and beats Kansas on Saturday, which is obviously more than possible. Um, You know, whether, not to say that we don't believe this team is capable of, you know, pulling out a Big 12 title, right? But I feel like us as Iowa State fans in this conference, it's just, you know, you still, like, you're going to have, like, the team who wins the Big 12, they're going to sweep one of the top six teams, if not multiple. They are going to be, they're going to maybe win, they're, they're going to maybe lose, like, one or two of the games against the bottom four, however mm-hmm. you want to look at it. And not to say that Iowa State can't do that. I just think the Iowa State we're accustomed to and the Iowa State we know, you drop those games, you shouldn't. Um, so... Uh, but to to my point, right? If Iowa State's, you know, six, sorry, five and one against the top six of the Big Twelve, obviously the players, the coaches, even fans, you're gonna have a belief that you can win a Big Twelve title. But certainly, um, in my eyes, you know, winning something in Kansas City or 
getting to another Sweet 16 and possibly beyond is certainly way more important to me than a regular season Big 12 title. I would love it. But at the end of the day, going farther and getting a ring is a little more important. You're also seven games in. Yeah. So a Big 12 title, it's really not that realistic. The team looks great right now in Big 12 play. They're going to hit a stretch. I've been saying it for a while. They're not talented enough to run the table with, like, three losses or something like Kansas. You can't just roll out any day. And we saw that against Missouri. We see that against Iowa, UConn, all these games. You can't have a C-plus game and win like a team like Kansas has. Yeah, and I think certainly when we've talked about – not, and we're not trying to be negative, certainly, but, you know, I think one stretch that looks really daunting right now is you get a home game versus TCU, your next game you're at K-State, the next game you're at Texas. And Brandon said with a three-game win streak, there's going to be a three-game losing streak, and that one certainly doesn't look great. TCU possibly not having Mike Miles for the rest of the year. That could be a different story, but that's for another another day. Um, but, yeah, uh, not going to talk about too much about that. I know we've already taken up a 25 minutes, so uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the current week. Uh, Iowa State obviously plays Texas Tech um, tomorrow. For those obviously listening to this, it'll be tonight at 8 o'clock. Um, again, Oklahoma, or sorry, Texas Tech is winless in the Big 12 Conference at 0-8, and I think – Kind of looking after that K-State game, uh, I speak for myself, Brandon, other people I know close to me. This was one that was really like, oh, this, I I mean, they're not going to have their best guard. They're winless. We're going to drop it. It was just, it just felt like it could happen. It still certainly could happen. I just think the results of Saturday and potentially getting Grill a little extra rest. And I would say for myself, I think Grill is probably playing because they don't put him on the flight if they didn't have intentions to play him versus Tech. Yeah, I think they'll play him. It's probably going to be around that 15 to 20-minute range, Yeah, which is better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much just going to be based on how he feels. You can't really diagnose a back injury. It's just it's going to be there how all tight it is long. that day. It's, it's it's just I mean unless you take the, the clear off. yeah the clear cut clear cut answer is a crap load of time off. It would almost be resting him till Kansas City right. at this point, uh, but that's not going to happen. So it's just how long can he fight it for? Is mm-hmm. is what you're going to ask? Um, so. But, yeah, I, I I think I would probably expect him to play. Um, and, again, not sure if Texas Tech is going to have Pop Isaacs or not, but this is a game that is still pretty worrisome of me going down there against a team that hasn't won a game. But we'll certainly see. Um, it, it's and I don't expect a 34-point victory again. <laughs> no, and when you look at them and you see 0-8, right? Here's their first, let's see, eight games of conference play. Lost by six, lost by three, lost by five, lost by two, lost by 31, whatever. (laughs) Lost by seven, lost by 10, lost by 15. So they're in every single game besides Iowa State, which is weird because we're not the best team in the conference. Especially offensively to beat up up by someone that much. Yeah, that was kind of their low point of the season, I think. It's really a spot where does Adams have the team and they showed they do. They beat LSU. Yeah. Solid team. But I don't know. It's a, it is a trap game, in, like, right before Kansas at home. Typically the biggest game of the year. That's probably number two this year. But I don't know. At 8 o'clock game in Lubbock, you don't win down there very often. It, it's a weird game. 
I think Iowa State's the better team by a wide margin, but does a guy like O'Banner or Pop Isaacs, if he plays, go off and really have that game that can propel them up? And it's not going to be a 30-point game by any means, but make it a close game late, and then does Iowa State have the firepower on offense to stay in it? Yeah, and I think, like, for me personally, I would kind of relate this back to something we talked about earlier, that this, the reason why we might not potentially think that this team could pull away and win a Big 12 regular season title is because, again, they kind of lose the games you shouldn't. And this certainly kind of falls in that category. Heck, we even talked about Oklahoma State being in that category, and it did happen. So, um it's probably going to be close. Hopefully, they're able to find a way to not or find a way to escape the trap game. That's that's the big thing. Um, coming off of a loss like they did, though, I expect it to be. I expect them to be more locked in than what they would have had they won against Missouri. Mm-hmm. In all in all in all honesty, and that might sound weird, right? Because we've been talking about oh, the Big Twelve matters more, and it does, right? So it'd be like, so shouldn't they automatically be more locked in? The reason I say maybe not was because, again, it is a trap game. You have Kansas coming up on Saturday. It's, you know. And every team in this conference is good. They just beat the, the top 10 team in the SEC over the weekend. So they'll be ready to go. They're just getting the conference back. It's a really weird game. I don't know. Anytime you go to Lubbock, you don't really expect to win. And we're only favored by one, so it's not like this is some game where you're expected to win by 10 to 15. And if you don't, it's this miraculous upset. Yeah. Um, but just a quick nod, and then we'll go ahead and move on. Um, I was, or Texas Tech is a 54, or a 50.4% favorite on ESPN's matchup predictor. Iowa State is a one-point favorite um, in terms of the Vegas odds. So Also, it's really annoying that this is the first team we play twice. This would be a really nice break in between those set of three games that you mentioned earlier with TCU, Kansas State, and Texas. Yeah, I mean, and considering, like, you know, we still haven't played West Virginia, and I don't know. I mean, not not to say you completely have to go through the entire schedule once and then repeat it, but, um, yeah. This is the halfway point in this game, so. Yeah. It's basically, you know. You play the last team in the conference twice already. It'd just be a nice break later on, but I won't get on that too much. Yeah, uh, but we'll move on to the um, game probably everyone's got circled on their calendar. As Brandon noted, always usually the top game at Hilton Coliseum every year. Um, I think Texas took the cake on that one this year for obvious reasons. Um, but anyways, um, Iowa State is a 59.8% favorite as of now in ESPN's matchup predictor. Um, the big thing going into this, um, you know, Jalen Wilson, 21.5 points a game. Really, really good if he has his game, whatever. It's more about limiting Grady Dick and company. It's, it's, that's, I mean, that, that's what her Iowa State last, or last, last time around. It was Grady Dick doing what he did. And so if you're Iowa State, again, um, I, I, you know, if Grady Dick is the one that has a big game and you limit Jalen Wilson, cool. Do I think that's the case that Jalen Wilson's going to have an off night? That I don't know if I can agree with and get on page for. And yep. uh, so this this is why I think the big thing is finding a way to limit Grady Dick. And, you know, he got a lot of that behind the arc. So it's, um, you know, Kalsher's going to be on Jalen Wilson. That's just yep. what's going to happen. So it really comes down to, again, the health of Grill. Um, or a guy or someone like Jaron or Damarian, can they step up and do a good job guarding the, you know, the three-point shot? 
Yep, this is a game where if girls don't out there, you probably aren't going to win. No. Just because they have the weapons from three that can really light it up, and you saw that against their game in Kentucky, where Grady Dick was making every three shot. He even has that mid-range two lockdown now, which is scary as much as we bite on the three and foul on threes. Yeah. That head fake could really be dangerous against us. Mm. Um, hopefully we don't go to zone like we did against Missouri for whatever reason. As they continue to drill threes in our face. The corner three was ruthless, <laughs> and let's just leave the corner wide open. But that's a different game, but I don't know. The atmosphere will be in your favor. I guess we're a slight favorite in this game come Friday when the line comes out. Um, this, I mean, Hilton will be rocking. I thought we might get game day. We didn't. I'm okay with that, so I don't have to camp out overnight. <laughs> but it'll be a fun one. Um, it'll be close. I truly believe that. I don't think either team's going to be walking away with a 20-point victory. No, I yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, I just, I guess we can kind of transition to potential predictions for the week unless you had one more thing you want to point out for this game or if you got everything you got in. I mean, that's about it. They're coming off of Kansas State in the rematch there. Yeah. So they're a little bit on emotional peak, and yeah. then coming teams. And I would almost guarantee they're they're beating them. So yeah, they're gonna win that, and then they go to te- or then they host Texas again. So they got a really tough three game stretch there. But I mean, they're coming off of their first win after a three game losing streak, so they're probably gonna be really hot coming into this game after Kansas State. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so again, kind of the closing stuff, getting into predictions for the week. Um, I think this is a major bounce-back week for Iowa State this week. I think they're going to find a way to go 2-0. and um, I will only have that statement on the health of Caleb Grill. If he's not going to be 100%, but if he's able to fight his way through and play um, a majority of the game not having to sit out a second half for a full game, you know, um, you know, even if it's he can't play the last 10 minutes of a game versus either of those teams, I would not feel good about 2-0. Uh, he's got to be able to, even if it's on like a minute count, whatever you want to call it, it's not a snap count. Just You you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to be able to play meaningful minutes, especially down the stretch. If he's able to, I think Iowa State can go 2-0. If not, um, they'll find a way to drop one of them, if not both. Um, so Caleb Grill is what will be he, – he's the X factor – um, for this week and potentially this team in hole. Yep, I'm on the one and one line. I have no idea which one they're winning, but they're <laughs> going to win one of them. Yeah. Um, I could easily see them going to Lubbock and dropping that game and then coming back and you're on a two-game losing streak, you need to win. I think between uh, volleyball, wrestling, women's basketball, and men's basketball, they're a combined 37-2 and two at home. Not bad. Um, men's basketball and women's basketball are both undefeated. So if you can keep that alive, if you win this game against Kansas, you're likely going to go undefeated at home because we have the top three out of the way. Yeah. So I think that's a really important game and for that reason, that this team really protect or prides itself on protecting home floor. And if you do that the rest of the way out, you're probably looking at a four seed. Yeah, and I would even jump in to say that beyond top three, right, they've got, if you win this one, you've got four of the top five. Excluding yep. TCU, and if if Mike Miles' injury is serious, and you know he misses a good chunk of time, I mean, I'd be shocked the way that he looked. That even come our game, uh, he could be he could be back for our game potentially on what it is. But considering what it looked like, I'd honestly be shocked if it's not season ending. Um, but you know, 
Uh, I, I just think I completely agree. You win this one. I don't think TC will be at full strength potentially by the time we see them. And then it comes down to, you know, you've got West Virginia, you got Oklahoma, um, Okie State. So, yeah, I completely agree with, with, Grant, with Brandon here on, you know, win this one, you're probably not losing a game at Hilton Coliseum. So. Which is what you ultimately want when you have a home floor this good. Yeah. And that kind of takes you back to the Fred days where it's you expect to win every single one at home and expect to lose every single one on the road. <laughs> and that, I mean, it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, how Hilton and Iowa State basketball – you know, last year you could kind of feel it a little bit that it's, it was on its way back, but it's it's back this year. Hilton is a lethal place to play, and it's certainly one of those spots that, um, you know, I just it, – it's, it's really hard to play at, and I think we've put ourselves in a spot where we expect to be coming out of Hilton feeling good. Yep. Mm. Uh, this game – it's a gold out, so we're gold. Which it's really ugly, but wear it anyways. So then, uh, why did we have to wear them versus K State then? If we're gonna be doing this gold out here again, freaking sick of the golds. That's our worst uniform by far. Now uh, them and the gray. Well, yeah, the grays are done. The grays are done, and the logo in the middle of the jersey just is, and it. I don't yeah. know what about it. It's just not right. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's if you win this game. That probably keeps you on the three, possibly puts you up to the two, and it's this type point of the year where it's you got nine, eight games left. You're really just making a push for March and looking for seating in Kansas City. And I know you're going to that, so you're probably looking for the late game. Oh uh, yeah, well, just any yeah, I, yeah. I, w- I would love the late game, but um, as long as they're not playing Wednesday, which would be really, 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 really hard for them. To I don't see even know them. if that's possible at this point. No. Um, but it kind of feels like they're probably the 4-5 game, which is always the 11, which whatever. But, oh well. Uh, with that being said, though, uh, you got any closing thoughts for this week's episode? You need to find a way to win one. And next week, I don't want to look ahead because this week is tough, but next week's kind of an off week. you got West Virginia and Oklahoma State. You should win both of those. So if you find a way to win one, you're really on schedule, and then you look to go two and zero the next week, and then you're sitting at um, nine and three in conference. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're already in the tournament, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's all I got. Hopefully, Grill stays healthy, and if he's not healthy, let's sit him for the next two weeks. Yeah. And get him healthy so he's ready for March. But we'll see. And then just getting Jazz back. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh... I think that's going to go ahead and end it. So, as always, you guys, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Sigh of the Storm. Um, uh, let you know anytime a podcast is available, along with um, other additional media. Um, we are currently we, – we have the Chiefs game on right now, and they just uh, knocked down a field goal. And uh, unless some kind of kick return madness or some crazy play, it looks like they're going to be going back to Super Bowl. So, Congratulations to Chiefs and Eagles fans, if we have those listening, on getting to the Super Bowl. Um, Tough for me to say congratulations to Chiefs fans, but I am just trying to be nice here. So, um, yeah, I think that's all we got here. Uh, uh, Interesting week for Iowa State. Hopefully it's not too bad of one, Um, but we will be back here. Um, 
normal schedule next week in just terms of you'll get it you, you'll get the podcast on Tuesday because uh, they don't play they play on mm-hmm. they play on Tuesday next week okay cool so you guys will get uh, uh, some news from us then next week so Wednesday pre- oh Wednesday wow well we'll still put it out Tuesday for you we'll still do that um, but yeah appreciate all you guys listening um, something I haven't done but I'm gonna do it just because why not um, if you guys want to go ahead and give us a rating or review or both. We would appreciate that. We're gonna we're gonna step things up a little bit here. Um, but yeah, you guys. Uh, once again, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you in the next one. Until then, roll clones, baby.